deep thoughts, deeper feelings. I'm your host, Taylor Page. Thank you for pressing play. I'm glad you're here. Let's get deep. No. All right. Shit, we are back here. We have a lovely guest tonight. I don't even want to say that he's a guest because he's he's chosen family at this point in my life. Um, he's someone who has been with me through some of the best of times and some of the worst of times. And I don't know if I'd be able to be sitting here having this all happen if he hadn't been there. So he is currently a financial services professional working at a large firm in New York City. In his free time, he enjoys spending time with his friends and hiking and camping, playing basketball or soccer, ice skating. Definitely seen him improve over the years with that. <laughs> Those are some of his favorite things to do. Um, and he's also an active, he's active in his company's LGBTQ plus affinity group. And he's also assisted his cousin with starting up an LGBTQIA plus serving educational nonprofit in Connecticut. Welcome, Kenny Zareli. Paul Kenneth Jr. Paul Kenneth. All right. Welcome. Hi, Taylor. Hello, Thank hello. You. This is a beautiful month to be doing this. I know. June is honestly my favorite month of the year. Yeah. Just you know it's got some of the best weather you'll see um it it really is just a month of celebration we're celebrating the coming of summer the coming out of gays um (laughs) so many things so many reasons to be happy (laughs) and be queer and fancy and and joyful and all those things and all those things we're going to dive into today and get deep about here so do you mind elaborating on just your life journey with anything that has to do with this month (laughs) sure um well I guess I could say I knew I was gay from like a very, very young age. Um, Probably 11 or 12. And maybe honestly, my peers growing up knew I was gay before even I was. Because I used to get made fun of in school uh, for being quote unquote uh, too like feminine or like uh mm-hmm. not straight male acting um how did that feel at the time uh, it wasn't great it wasn't great going up growing up mm-hmm. it was it was it was hard uh during those years you know kids are mean to each other um for you know as soon as someone seems different they like call it out right away mm-hmm. um especially at that time and that yeah back then yeah um but you know 
in the long run, I'm okay with it. And I'm probably doing better in my life than a lot of those people. Um, but that's beside the point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all love. Yeah, it's all love. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of like started having crushes on boys like as soon as I was like 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the longest time during middle school, especially like that was not cool. So <laughs> I would tell myself that, oh, you know, it's just it's just normal growing up feelings mm-hmm. or whatever. But then, you know, I was like, I got to be around 14, like end of middle school, still had no feelings for for girls. Um and that's when I was kind of like, oh, shit, like, this might be real. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I had first told some friends around that point, um, which was a very cathartic experience. And those are like two of my closest friends. Um, um, honestly, people who I knew also before I, I met you and, and, and Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, How did they of, respond? With open arms, pretty much, actually. So it took me a lot of years of being friends with these people, like pretty much since I was like seven years old or a little bit older um, to build that trust, um, to tell them something like that. Um, It was kind of out of the blue, too. It just kind of happened one day while we were hanging out at one of their houses. Um, One of them is actually getting married at the end of this month um, on Pride weekends in New York. Which I'm, mm-hmm. which I'm a little, you know, I'm happy for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but it's also Pride Weekend, and it's kind of cramping my style. Um, In Manhattan, yeah, Pride yeah. Weekend, New York City. Um, but it's fine. It's fine. Uh, we'll still celebrate. I, 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 yeah, I'll I'll still manage to do both. <laughs> um, so. I'm glad that you've had those these two humans. How- yeah. Yeah. And I'll also like I'll, I'll continue. Um you know, I did end up trying to date a girl in 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 high school and that is you know, something that happened that I did because I thought it would like sort of you know, no disrespect to this person. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe she will eventually see this podcast. Um, and I'm still forever like sorry for that because mm-hmm. I just thought I could be someone that I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of like growing up when you're trying to like figure out who you are, mm-hmm. try on different masks. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially when we think we need to be a certain way. And be with yeah. a certain person. Um, you know, because it seemed like, you know, a natural thing. Like, you know, we got along as friends and people said, oh, you know, you guys would be so cute together, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, sure, why not? We'll give it a try. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just didn't work. And I still feel sorry about that. But um, mm-hmm. I think... Uh, you know, high school is a weird time. Like everyone mm-hmm. to like find their way and figure themselves out. Like whether you're straight or gay or 
trans or whatever you are, like whatever mm -hmm. spectrum you're on, whatever gender you identify as, whatever, mm -hmm. all that in high school is kind of fluid for everyone. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would say it's it's yeah. fluid in general, but yeah. our social yeah. conditioning well, kind of made us think so, otherwise. Even more so during adolescence, right? Mm. Oh, I, uh, I totally relate. I'm... Yeah. Um, because I thought I had to be with boys, so that was my yeah. mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But at any rate, um. You know, eventually, over time, I came to terms with things, um, and it probably took me until, I ended up not coming out to my mother until freshman year of college, and that's when I was, like, finally, like, fully okay with it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there was still, like, that hidden shame or guilt during high school, but once I feel like once you tell your immediate family, that's when like like all the doors are like officially open. Mm -hmm. the How were you after that? Door. After she knew, after your mom knew. Um it was like a new chapter in my life for sure. I mean, how was her response? Her response was like, you know, okay, like I kind of had an idea, but um, just wanted to hear it from you, kind of thing. Um, which is, you know, some people don't aren't afforded like a, a a nice enough or like a, you know, reasonable response from their parents. So I'll always appreciate that, mm -hmm. you know. I wasn't met with like prejudice or anger or anything like that um so i feel fortunate in that respect um, and then things took but off it also from there. Wasn't like but it also wasn't like a you know i'm so happy for you kind of thing like mm, <laughs> but, yeah yeah it was yeah yeah which that's a whole other thing we could dive into as well and you mm -hmm. know it's like so moving forward with just your journey and like relationships specifically I know we've kind of talked about codependency a little bit do you have any mm -hmm. experience with codependency codependent relationships yeah or what your quality of relationships were post talking with your mom there and coming out yeah I mean so, you know, I'm currently on my third relationship, um, like third serious relationship, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, maybe two and a half. Uh, my first one was in college, you know, actually happened after I came out to my mother. Um, but, you know, we were kind of like still college kids, not really figuring out how to communicate um it was kind of long distance too because we didn't go to the same school um so to me honestly there wasn't too much learning that happened from that relationship i think it happened kind of quick um 
but what I did learn from that relationship was that at that point in my life, I wasn't ready to be in a relationship. <laughs> that was number one lesson there. So after that ended, I actually spent probably the next five years being single. Mm -hmm. how, how were you able to come to terms with that? Was this years later when you were like, oh, I wasn't ready to be in a relationship when you realized that looking back? Um, or was that like just now you realized that? No, I think I, I realized it then. I think that's why it ended, actually. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I kind of um, just eventually, like the way it ended is because, yeah, I just said, hey, like, I'm 20 and I don't think I can only be with one person right now. And I was honest about it, at least. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of like how it ended. We still stayed in contact a little bit after that. Um, they went off and dated someone else. And, you know, I was being fun and fancy free or whatever. So I think we both were doing what was best for us as individuals at that time in our life. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, um. So those issues of codependency didn't really like come up during that time in my life. Mm -hmm. um, I think they more came up afterwards in, when I got into my second relationship. Um, and I think my experience there was it sort of just creeps up on you. Like you know i honestly didn't even to be honest i didn't even know what that word was until after that second relationship ended mm -hmm. um and i and i and i went to therapy <laughs> because <laughs> i needed someone to help me figure out <laughs> what the hell happened at that time in my life yeah and like then now you know and like this is also <laughs> another reason not reason mm -hmm. but like which is great that you're sharing this and I appreciate it to maybe open the eyes and hearts of other people who, you know, maybe don't have the terminology for what they're going yeah. through when they're actually in <laughs> the relationship itself. Yeah. So um, how was that realization with uh, codependency post? It was pretty eye opening because it, it honestly puts, for me, it helps to like understand, um, it's kind of like when when I was, you know, going through that learning process, um, it, it, I was learning like the science almost behind it. Like literally like there's like brain chemistry that goes into it and it's mm -hmm. like, you know, and it's informed by like, you know, your past like traumas or whatever from childhood. Mm -hmm. Um in all that um so you know there was a lot i learned um which makes it so hard yeah. to even separate from that person even after a breakup right even if it was a mutual breakup or not that chemical yeah. aspect that we are yeah. technically like intoxicated by yeah it was so like, hard during like <laughs> going through like you know I've never personally had to experience it so I don't want to 
diminish mm-hmm. anyone who's actually experienced this, but like, um, like diminish their experience um, because I'm sure it's truly awful. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like going through withdrawals from being addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, I was like paralyzed and almost incapacitated um, for you know weeks. So, and many of us, we don't even see it when we're in it. Yeah. Our bodies and brains want to get to a new, like, homeostasis of just more comfort, which happens over time. But when we're in the middle of that, like, up and down, like, withdrawal stage from a Mm -hmm. relationship, romantic relationship, often it's hard to believe that. It's hard to see that it's so so hard you know and i think that's something that's a very yeah it needs to keep being discussed you know that there is that chemical aspect here that physiological like intoxication piece that we have with other humans wow so Uh, what else what else with codependency you know through my therapy sessions that i went through um well before i even talk about that uh, you mean in addition to like therapy, like, you know, what got me through it was just, you know, the, my friends and family just stepping in and like reminding me of like who I was as a person, um, before I met, I was entered into that relationship. Um, because that's who I truly was or who I truly am. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably still to this day um as opposed to the person who I was while I was in that relationship um because really maybe the by the especially by the end of it I think they were two different people the person who I was at the end of the relationship with compared to the person who I was the day before I met that person codependency uh, will do that um and so you don't want that to happen you don't want to like lose who you truly are um in a relationship like there are such things as healthy balances like sometimes you like you do have to compromise on certain things at certain times um but you can't like like completely lose your sense of self to the relationship mm-hmm. um that's the bottom line um but you know okay so anyway that was a tangent but going back to um what I was going to say about working through it with my therapist was figuring out how it was attached to childhood trauma and I think you know maybe you've discussed this with other guests before too and you probably know this from your own studies but um like the way you form relationships as a child with your like the most important people in your life who at that time are typically your parents or parents or you know guardians however you grow up whoever that adult person is in your life that takes care of you um if those bonds are not quote unquote like healthy bonds then the bonds that you form with other adults later in life in terms of like relationships tend to mimic 
the bonds that you formed with your caregivers as a child. Um, exactly. Yep. So it's, you know, working through those situations and like, I think just being aware of it, like, is like half the battle. That's the first step. Um, Self-awareness. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what have you done with that knowledge to, now, that awareness? Um, to be honest, like, you know, I I try to like check myself as much as I can, but maybe I, um, especially recently, um, I haven't had enough sit downs, but the, the timing of this conversation couldn't be more perfect because <clears throat> my boyfriend and I had a, my current boyfriend had a, mm. and I had a great talk tonight about our own relationship. Um, how was and that? It was it was important because we hadn't had one in a while, um, and I think we made some good progress. And I think what I've noticed so far about this is that this person and I are a lot, you know, better at these sorts of upfront communications. Um, and he actually pointed out a couple of things um, in our talk tonight that. <laughs> are sort of like codependent red flags. And I said, mm -hmm. and I was appreciative um, that those were raised um, mm -hmm. because, you know, just going back to, you know, my prior experiences, um, it's definitely important to <clears throat> um, like just raise those and, and like try to work to mitigate them. Mm -hmm. um, so I think we actually had a really good, like productive and healthy talk um, and then we actually capped it off by, um, we each said, you know what, let's take the BuzzFeed codependency quiz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did you know, that go? Buzz, it's just, it's a novelty. Like it's just, it was, <laughs> but, um, it actually, it went well. We, we, we found out that at least in the context of our relationship with each other, we're not codependent. Um, but you know, you can have, it's like, it's a BuzzFeed quiz, like, <laughs> you know it's not yeah. proven science it's just like a for fun thing but um i can still I, shine a light on some things too like to talk about and explore yeah exactly exactly see so, that's the so would you say that's the a difference that you've noticed is being able and open-minded open-hearted to these conversations right and like that we a healthier romantic relationship is basically you two being mirrors for each other not in a judgmental way yeah. in a witness like witnessing as a mirror if yeah. you see a red flag or not and discussing it like you did tonight yeah wow yeah absolutely so people use the word triggers like often it doesn't mean our triggers or things that are triggering technically go away but we may become more skillful at navigating those as we become more healthy yeah we can you know date that back all the way to childhood like i know for me specifically i've been gaining more awareness on what has happened in my childhood and how that's playing out in my romantic relationships and mm. currently or in the past 
those that trigger of like it's feeling the trigger for me would be like frustrated that that person's not or I feel like that person's not seeing me out or hearing me out or you know listening to me and I can date that back all the way to my childhood Mm -hmm. and those experiences and so those feelings which for me that is I'm noticing those feelings in my gut and those Mm -hmm. gut feelings only come up my gut and my head when it's anger frustration which is also sadness only come up in romantic relationships it's not my friendships yeah and so those feelings not necessarily that they go away I just learn how to communicate those better Mm -hmm. and navigate those better have you do can you relate to that at all yeah definitely um yeah I'm definitely not afraid to share like you know what my boundaries are like when a triggering event like happens like absolutely um have you noticed those feelings though in in your body like those emotions yeah definitely yeah yeah because Um, yeah yeah, did you say it's a gut feeling i think that's like 100 percent accurate like usually it comes right from there Mm -hmm. but isn't you know the gut feeling right isn't that like isn't your brain like the Mm -hmm. your brain stem the part like the they call it the reptilian brain Mm -hmm. whatever that's your like survival instinct part Mm -hmm. of the brain isn't that like connected to your stomach or something? And like, oh. so like you have like, you know, butterflies or whatever, like any like sort of quote unquote gut feeling like that's like your literal survival instinct. Mm, like I think it's like the brain gut axis or something. Yeah. yeah. We have a, we have the nerves and stuff. Don't quote me on all this, but I know yeah. they are very much related and it's just bringing that awareness. Like we're talking about here, like, that awareness of those feelings and those patterns in mm-hmm. romantic relationships and then how that also can be related to codependency. Um, yeah. Wow. So what about green flags? Green what are fl- green flags? What are green flags? Do people, do you feel like you need to talk more about green flags? Like, yeah, we talk about red flags, which are very, can be very important. We can use a different term for red flags too, but yep. what about also emphasizing green flags in, within your relationship? Yeah, de- that's definitely important. I mean, I think what I like look for, yeah, like I don't like, only enter in relationships by you know by looking for like the absence of red flags that's for sure like I think it's important to have someone who also checks the boxes of you know positive like tangible qualities that they bring to 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 the relationship Mm -hmm. um i won't like i don't want to get like too far into details about the green flags but i mean like just like basically it's like 
do you like for me it's always like you know at least for starters it's like you know can you like laugh and have a good time with this person are you attracted to them um what else um you know, are you on a similar like life trajectory do you have similar values that type of thing Yeah. they're always the big ones for me um How about when it comes to just queer relationships in general? Like, I know I can confirm that codependency in my past has been a, a hurdle for sure in romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you hear that more often in queer relationships or, or do you not know like do you feel like that there's some sort of patterns you've noticed or heard from um, other people yeah definitely because a lot of us grow up with like significant childhood trauma for whatever reason a lot of the time it's because you know people i would say the most common reason and this is just anecdotal like just from my own experience the most common reason is you know just from growing up in a place where you fear like for your safety because of like your sexuality and that causes you to put up walls as a child or as an adolescent um that most of the people like don't have to put up um and 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 that's like within like you'll put up walls with like the people that are immediately surrounding you but then a lot of times people people will you know circumvent those walls and find themselves in spaces that may seem like safe at first but then they could find themselves in situations where you know someone is trying to take advantage of them or something like that and that creates you know another form of trauma mm -hmm. uh, which then you know has a butterfly effect like on their future relationships as well um and the people who come after us too like being examples of healthy relationships for just the younger generations is very very important as well you know because like think about it us looking up to the people who were surrounding us and who surround us for us to learn those relationship romantic relationship skills even with friendships yep and having yep. these conversations that we're having here to discuss these yep. things that maybe school isn't school and just other life experiences aren't demonstrating yeah. to other the younger generations here yeah and for ourselves you know in our com community for sure yeah like like there's some like i'll just give an example from like my experience like you know one of the quote-unquote walls that I put up like 
in high school was, you know, I was out to some people, but I wasn't out to everyone. Um, and I played like on the basketball team. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I never explicitly like told my basketball teammates that I was gay. Some of them probably knew. Maybe I thought that they didn't. I don't know. Um, because of, you know, I didn't want to create like awkwardness in our like, you know, in the locker room and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I eventually, in, but because I did that, I like, I wasn't able to truly like be myself around the team and truly like bond with them that in a way that, you know, teammates on a sports team are supposed to bond. Um, so even though I had like, you know, just going back and like having conversations with my old teammates, like these are like things we talked about later on, like after high school, but, you know, I was, you know, one of the better players on the team, especially senior year. Um, you know, maybe I wasn't a starter cause we had some real talent, like, um, but would have been in the rotation, in our playoffs in crunch time. Mm-hmm. So top seven, eight guys on the team. Um, but I ended up quitting the team because, you know, even though I loved basketball more than like anything else, like I just didn't feel comfortable with my teammates. And then after the fact, I, you know, had, like, a breakdown, um, like, the first night of, like, watching them play without me, um, like, regretting my decision. I had to talk to the coach after, and he said, no, there's no way I can't get, I can get you on the team because it, like, violates, like, MIAA rules or something, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that like going through that experience i've you know because of that i've always like sort of like questioned my decision making like am i doing the right thing like am i making this decision because i'm gay or am i making this decision because this is the right decision to make you know Yeah, and I just learned that I I don't think I knew that about you, that that was why. You, yeah. Was, I don't know if I fully knew that, so thank you for sharing yeah, that. Wow, that I mentioned it like years and years and years ago. Like maybe Years and years. I have goosebumps. <laughs> I have goosebumps listening because yeah. that break, that's heartbreaking. So is that so that decision making is that still showing up today? Um hopefully less and less. Yeah. Uh, I think you know, definitely, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think I've had to make any calls like that recently, but uh, yeah, definitely uh, it's something I learned from, um, especially at that time too. I want to spread awareness about because I don't want people to have to make a decision they might regret just because of their sexuality um 
as long as it's you know they're safe enough right will always be that particular thing will always be disappointing to me because those were like real memories that i like missed out on um because i was afraid to like be myself um Mm. but and maybe things could have gone a different way maybe like maybe our team could have made it a a little bit one (laughs) one round farther if i had been there to make like one play um you know yeah is that what if still that's still kind of lingering i mean it can be hard not to completely get rid of that well what if right you know and it's to validate those feelings that they're all real and they're all okay to feel and we have two minutes left and i want to make sure we wrap up in a place you feel okay with so is there anything else whether that's related to what we're talking about now or just pride in general the month you codependency your relationship that you want to cover in the next minute and 50 seconds no, I mean, I'm just really excited for Pride Month. I'm going to be doing as much celebrating as I can, but uh, I'm really busy with work and other life obligations this June. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to be kind of here, there, and everywhere um, the next few weeks. But Celebrations even, all year even, round, though, right? Yeah, but, well, yeah. And I was, <laughs> even if I'm not celebrating, like, in person, I'm celebrating spiritually, like mm. you know, my heart, heart to um, heart. There, even right here is a uh, little celebration, raising your awareness and using yep. your voice. Yep, exactly, exactly. I appreciate you sharing it, all this, Ken. Yep. And I appreciate you for everything that you've meant to me in my life. I mean, you are literally one of my best friends, and. I can't imagine what my life would be like if you weren't in it. Um, And I'm just so thankful um, for you and grateful to have this opportunity to share my voice with you of all people. Um, And, and yeah, um, thank you. I think this was, this was a really good experience and hopefully, hopefully we can do it again. We will. And thank you so much i appreciate you and we're about to get kicked off this thing all right love you i appreciate you say hi to kevin (laughs) and uh again say hi thank you he says hi um and i'll chat with you when i chat with you all right all right love you too con bye bye